This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 89, an interview with the dream work coach, Lisa Bowie. Our quote of the day comes from Robert Moss and his book, Dreaming the Soul Back Home, Shamanic Dreaming for Healing and Becoming Whole, one of my favorite books by him. He said, if we deny the wishes of the soul, then soul will become disgusted and withdraw vital energy from our lives. We'll become prone to illness and misfortune. Following the secret wishes of the soul, on the other hand, can return us to the natural path of our energies and restore vitality, good health, and good fortune. The process can begin right away in a round of dream sharing when we make room to move with the energy of a dream instead of just talking about it. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and new age self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hurston. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art, A Guide for Starting a Professional Art Business. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists, and it was called The Alchemy of Art Podcast. Now we are the Studio Alchemy podcasts and have expanded our topics of discussion to include ways everyone can harness their creative energy. To find out more about my projects, classes, and sign up for my art newsletter, I invite you to go to my website, studioalchemy.art. And now for our topic of the day, our interview with Lisa Bowie. Lisa is a YouTuber and a certified level two dream teacher from the Robert Moss School of Active Dreaming. She is a dream work coach and helps others learn to unlock the power of their dreams. On her YouTube channel, The Dream Work Coach, you will learn how to uncover the meaning of your dreams and how to navigate the dream of life by following signs and synchronicities. Her goal is to act as a guide for others as they travel along their personal journeys through the multiverse with a focus on awakening and living a fuller life through dreaming. I met Lisa Bowie uh, when I was taking the level one dream teacher training from Robert Moss, uh, and she was also in that class. When we did it, it was, uh, what, last year, 2001, and things were still pretty quiet because of COVID, and it was all online, but it turned out to be a really rich um, experience where we got to know each other pretty well through having... uh, you know, Zoom class, but then we would have breakout sessions where we got to do dream sharing in small groups, and it was just a fun, wonderful experience. So without further ado, here is my interview with Lisa Bowie. 
Lisa Bowie, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, here's my first question for you. How do you use dreams to gain clarity in your life? Wow. I would say I use dreams almost on a daily basis to gain clarity in my life. It's awesome because dreams are like little windows into our soul. Uh, and sometimes they're really big windows and they tend to shine a spotlight on things that are going on in our lives that need some attention that we might be ignoring consciously. So they're very useful, not only for pointing out like issues you might be having, but you can also gain a lot of insight from your dreams if you just learn to start paying attention to them. Um, so you can learn how to like connect with higher versions of ourselves, even parallel versions of ourselves that might have access to information that we don't have yet. That would be very helpful for us to have here. Um, we can also get guidance on simple things like, should I go on that date with this guy or should I take that job or get this, you know, weird looking mole checked out <laughs> that's on my arm. And it's funny that when we purposely ask our dreams for answers to questions like that, you can get super profound answers very quickly. And that's, mm -hmm. that's how I use my dreams to gain clarity. I do this thing called dream incubation, which is really simple. And it's when you take a question you have for your dreams, the universe, um, and you either think them right before you fall asleep, or you write them down. Like you can write them on a little piece of paper and put it under your pillow. And as you're falling asleep, just keep repeating that question in your mind, say to your dreams, like, I'd like clarity on this issue and help me remember it when I wake up. And as soon as you wake up, write down everything you can think of, even if it doesn't seem to correlate to your question at the moment, write it down anyway, because later when you look at it, it might start to make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So that's a real simple way that anyone can do it. Um, to go into their dreams and ask questions. Like I do it for simple stuff too, just like, you know, YouTube video ideas and, and things like that. And I'll get, I can get some really good answers right when I wake up in the morning. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, like me, you keep a dream journal. What do you write down and what are the benefits of keeping a dream journal itself? The, the benefits of keeping a dream journal are like, intense. Yeah. <laughs> like in the dream work world, I'm sure, you know, um, that is the number one tool that we think, you know, if, if you really want to be serious about working with your dreams, that dream journal is the key. It's the key. And, um, so how I use mine personally, it usually starts at night with a dream incubation. I don't always do that, but like, if I'm going through something or have a specific question or stressed about something, um, I might write down a dream incubation in my journal that way, or I'll email. I, I do my, um, my journal is through email. Basically I'll text myself or email myself, my, my notes. And then later I'll pull them off of my email and put them into a word document that's searchable, which is nice. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I'll start at nighttime with an intention. And then as soon as I wake up, I will do bullet points. I'll write myself some bullet points of the main themes from my dreams so that I don't forget anything because right. it's so yeah. easy, you know, it just like uh -huh. so easy to forget. Yeah. <laughs> and then later I'll go through, um, and I'll work through it with 
basically a version of Robert Moss's lightning dream work process, which helps us kind of go through our dreams and figure out what they might actually be trying to tell us and then give Mm -hmm. us action plans for us to work with our dreams, you know, in waking reality. Um, But the benefits of keeping a journal, like that's the process I use, but then the benefits that you can gain from it, um, I find it increases dream recall and not just in the way that you start to remember more dreams, but you remember more of the dreams that you're having, at least for me, for sure. like just, yeah. just that like act of writing them down. I start to like, as I'm writing, I'm like, oh my gosh, another memory just popped in my head of the dream. It's just that act of something about it helps me remember mm-hmm. more dreams. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously it helps us like interpret our dreams too, because as you're, as I'm writing my dreams down, I'll start to notice wordplay and I'll get little things that I never would have thought like the dream means this until I wrote it down, like literally being buried alive, you know, like I dreamed that I was covered by all this dirt. And and then as I write it down, I'm like, I was feeling the, I felt the pressure was intense was the way I wrote it down. And I was like, Oh, well, there's the, where's what the dream's telling me I'm under intense pressure, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was just the phrase that I used to write it down, helped me figure out what the dream was trying to tell me. So that's another way that just keeping a journal can help you. Um, And then you also start to see patterns where like, oh my gosh, I dream about alligators constantly. And you start to realize like the types of dreams an alligator shows up in might start to mean something personal and special to you. So as you start to see those patterns develop, you're starting to develop your own personal dream dictionary, which is, you know, I mean, that's super amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So maybe I can share one pattern that I saw recently in my dreams that I still haven't quite cracked yet, but it's, um, I've had several dreams where there's threes and in two of the dreams, it was in a bag. I had three of an animal in one dream. It was three bats and another, it was three kittens. So, and then there's other dreams that had the threes as well. And I'm thinking, what is it about the threes? What is this? And so, and I've, you know, I've written down a couple of ideas of what it might be, but you know, if it was your dream, what would threes mean to you? To me personally, I think of like the, you know, I'm not like a religious person, but it does make me think of like uh, the Holy Trinity, the triangle, like a higher middle and lower version of yourself. Um, I would start to think about maybe if it's me, do I need to like kind of like pull myself together a little bit? Um, and it would also like, we would have to dive a lot deeper to really get to what it means as far as like what else was going on in the dream, run a reality check, sure. and all those things. But off the top of my head, if it were okay. mine, um, I would kind of go there with like thinking like Trinity, three pieces of one whole. And how right. that might apply to what else is going on in my life. Sure. Yeah. And maybe we should clarify for folks who aren't familiar with Robert Moss's lightning dream work um, set of questions. When we when we help each other analyze a dream, we can we can just off the top of our head say, like what Lisa just did. Well, if it was me, it might mean this or this or this, but then. Of course, if we really want to figure it out for the dreamer themselves, then we might want to get into more clarifying questions. Um, any other thoughts on that, Lisa? <laughs> on the lightning dream work process? Oh, well, I know, it's that such works. a big thing. I mean, yeah, it's important. But, like, I think it's important, like you just mentioned, like to say it, if it were my dream, 
as yeah. opposed to um, being intrusive and butting and be like, this is what your dream means, you know, because only you can know what your dreams mean. Um, and yeah. that's the core of dream work. But it's yeah. so helpful to share your dreams with other people because um, that insight that they might have coming from a completely different perspective can be so helpful because when right. you're too close to something, sometimes you can't see it at all. So that's right. what that process is kind of set up to do. It's a group dream sharing process where um, basically you ask all these different clarifying questions. You even run a reality check to ask, like, was there anything in the dream that looked familiar? What season was it? Who was there? Just to like rule out if it's a dream of the future or some like a precognitive dream, because we actually have mm -hmm. those all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last step then is to do the if it were my dream, you know, question where yeah. everyone else gives their input. And the dreamer then has that ability to either accept it or not without, right. you know, causing strife and, you know, grief right. in a group. <laughs> so, right. Because, yeah. you know, each symbol in a dream can have so many different interpretations. You know, it could be that it's a, yes, it's a universal symbol or a cultural symbol, but then it might just be related to that person's individual life, which is why you know, if we have an outsider perspective, it might give an aha moment as that has happened to me many, many times mm -hmm. coming, you know, hearing someone's uh, outside perspective. But, um, but I do love the way that's phrased if it was my dream. And I do this with other things too. Like if a friend asks advice, you know, I say, well, if it was my life, I might blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, because then it's, it's taking that pressure off. It's not saying you should, blah, blah, blah. I, I right. think you definitely should. Right. I don't, you know, it's their life. They have to figure it out for themselves. But mm -hmm. when somebody wants a different perspective, then it's a nice way to phrase things. I also do it with, um, with paintings when people are asking me, like, cause I'm an art teacher mm -hmm. and I'll help them work through creating a painting that's you know, as wonderful as they want it to be. And they might ask, oh, Addie, should I do this or this or whatever? And then I'll say, well, if it was my painting, I might do this. You could also do this. I'll give them several right. different options. Mm -hmm. um, and then that helps them figure out what they want to do for themselves. Yeah. 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 Love that part. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I'm curious what COVID dreams you had over the past few years, because man, I had a bunch. And <laughs> how did they shape your feelings about it? I mean, I'd love to hear yours someday too, actually. We will. I mean, it's crazy the dreams that we've had. There's like this collective consciousness out there, you know, that we're all going through the same thing in different ways with COVID and the dreams, man, I've heard some wild ones. <laughs> some yeah. people, it's like, we're all working through this together um, in some collective consciousness. But for me personally, so I was looking through my dream journal the other day, coincidentally, and I found an excerpt I wrote that I do not remember writing whatsoever. I don't remember oh. writing this at all. But I was saying in this little note that I wrote to myself that I noticed that I tend to be escaping to my dreams and those dreams are taking me to the 80s and 90s, like to different a different time period before all this happened. And I was getting to experience the world like before lockdowns and inflation and extreme political divides and fear keeping everyone apart. Like, I, that was a pattern I was seeing that I was going through in the middle, like the heart of the pandemic. I was just escaping to the 80s and 90s. No cell phones. Families were closer. You know, like that was an overall arching theme that I saw, which I found very interesting. And I also find it interesting. I completely forgot about it. 
Wow. So there's another good reason to keep a dream journal because I never would have remembered this at all right. if I hadn't written that down. Um, but there was one dream that I had that was very specific. And there's actually a video about this on my YouTube channel um, called The Elephant and the Butterfly. And this was, um, I, this was a dream incubation. So I asked my dreams to help me with an issue I was having, actually an issue a friend was having. Um, so like during COVID, everyone's life is turned like completely upside down, right? And one day I had a conversation with a friend who was having a, an extra hard time, like seeing the end of this, like, is this ever going to end? I can't take it much more. You know, I can't handle mm. it anymore. And I was a little concerned. So when I went to bed, I asked my dreams for some clarity with COVID. I was like, is this ever going to end? Am I crazy and thinking it's going to be fine and it's going to end? Like, what can I do to help my friend get through this? And then I had this awesome, beautiful dream that... I was standing in the end zone of a football field and I had somehow gotten COVID into a harness and a leash. It was just this big like blob and I'd managed to harness it and put it in like a harness and a leash. And I was trying to get people to touch it to see it's not harmful, almost like it was an animal or a pet. And then this blob that's in this harness kept morphing in between a being an elephant and a butterfly. And it was like both an elephant and a butterfly at one time. It was really kind of crazy. And then when I woke up, my feelings, like I felt a lot more at ease and less anxious than I did when I first went to bed. So I was much more relaxed about it. So I'm like, okay, this, this dream is, is odd. <laughs> it's a little bit strange, but it's definitely about COVID and I feel better. So there's something in here, you know, to unpack, to get to the deeper meaning of like, what is this actually trying to say? So when I woke up, I Googled elephant and butterfly. I just Googled that phrase. And apparently it's a, it's actually a popular tattoo for people to get that symbolizes <laughs> the beginning of good times after a lot of struggles. Whoa. Like my head exploded. I'm like, are you kidding? Because we're having a lot of struggles right now. And yeah. then this happens to be like, I never would have paired an elephant with a butterfly. If anything, I would have interpreted that more like an elephant is super robust and a butterfly is very delicate. I would have gone in that way with it. But this is like, what? So the Cherokee word, it's pronounced cow mama. I'm probably butchering that. It means both elephant and butterfly. And it's like to be strong and gentle like an elephant, but undergoing a transformation in order to become something new. So yeah, I was just, I feel like the overall like theme of the dream is basically we've all been in a cocoon, you know, the past year or so, because they had this after like a year of the pandemic. And then it's time to emerge into something new, which can be the beginning of like good times after a lot of struggles. Yeah. So yeah, that was, and then the very next day, so, uh, synchronistically, I'm in Ohio. So our governor, Mike DeWine announced he was lifting all the health orders three weeks from then. So the very next oh. day we got actual, you know, tangible uh, help basically <laughs> like a sign. Oh. This is ending. This will end. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Most of my COVID dreams had to do with, I would be in a crowded place and then suddenly I'd realize, oh no, I shouldn't be here. I got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm struggling, like I'm in a theater maybe and I'm running toward the exit or um, in one, I was in a choir room. And I know I had this because people had told me, oh, being in a choir is one of the most dangerous things because you're yelling and spitting and well, singing, yeah. not yelling. Right. 
from choir. So yeah, just most of mine had to do with just feeling fearful of being um, in that type of situation. And and it's funny, I've remembered those dreams a couple of times recently when I have suddenly found myself in a crowded space and it's fine. Like I don't feel that fear anymore. So that's good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the COVID dreams can be pretty crazy. I had those dreams too, where you're Mm -hmm. like, you're like, something's weird. Like I'm too close to this person. Like it's so ingrained into our subconscious now because it's been going on so long that like, yeah, those, I feel like those were pretty common dreams as well, but I don't have those anymore either. So maybe that's a good sign that it's settling down, you know, at least as a collective, you know, we're less yeah. about it. We learn how to live with it now. Right. So yes. Yeah. Crossing fingers. Right. Good. I know. I don't want to jinx. <laughs> so how have you used dreams to inspire your digital artwork? And I know that the dream that you just were referring to with the elephant and the butterfly, you created into an art piece. I did. Uh, share more about that. Yeah. So, um, I'm a photographer, like I'm a professional photographer as my career. So naturally I'm like drawn to Photoshop. I'm very good with Photoshop. It's part of my job. So, and I, I love artwork. I've always been a bit of an artist. So I decided to start doing photo manipulation as my medium and it's really worked out really well for me. So the way I, I kind of do it is, um, when I have a dream like the elephant and butterfly, something that's really, it really seems to have like a visual impact. Those are the dreams that I'll, I'll pick to do something with. Um, I learned that to try to tell a whole story of a dream in an, in one image is really hard and confusing and gets kind of muddled, uh, the way I do it anyway with, with actual photographs. Um, so I like to pick dreams that have like a real visual impact with one subject, like, or one dream character. Like I have one up there that, uh, it's like a cat with a snake head. Like that was impactful. It's one image. It doesn't get too crazy when you're trying to make it and to look at it. Um, or I have like one with an alligator that had a stopwatch for an eye. And um, so that was like, like when you wake up with an image like that in your head and you're like, I know exactly how this could be done. Those are the ones that I usually choose to do. Um, and then I'll find, I'll either take photos, which is very rare, or I'll find royalty free photographs online. Sure. And then I'll mesh them all together in Photoshop. And there's actually a series on my channel that shows how I do it. Uh, it's like Photoshop speed art, where I'll talk about the dream while I'm creating the artwork. Um, and then people can kind of check it out. It's also on my website too. You can go in there and find all that stuff. So. Right. And it's one great way to honor the dream. Because <laughs> one thing with the lightning dream work, the last question is often, how, what are you going to do to honor the dream? Yeah. And it, you know, it could be anything from, well, I'm going to talk to this person about something that's been bothering me, or I'm going to officially hunt for that job, or, or I, you know, or I'm going to create a piece of artwork or, you know, mm-hmm. any, it, it, yeah. But I love thinking about that, how the dream is going to change my actions. Yeah. And, and, and that certainly making a piece of artwork of it can solidify those images in our minds. It can. But yeah, I noticed that you you said that there was a cat with a snake body yeah. or something, and then that's kind of like the elephant with the butterfly. You've got yeah. two animals 
that are even think together. Out there. Yeah, I guess apparently I like to smash animals together in my <laughs> dreams. That's really kind of wild. That is really I weird. I didn't think about that. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting because I don't think I've ever had a dream that was putting two different animals together like that. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a theme for me. I'm <laughs> glad we're having this talk. Yeah. That's hilarious. Have you ever, so have you ever heard of, um, the Salvador Dali method of coming up with artwork ideas for your dreams. Okay. Yeah. Like I did that once and I have, there's a video on that too. Uh, I came up with the coolest artwork, just trying that method. So if you're okay. ever like having creative blocks, you can always try that. Yes. It's like where you take a heavy object basically in your hand okay. and take a key. nap. Yeah. He yeah. used a key and yeah. a plate, I think, or something. So as you start to drift off to sleep, your hand will release that object it'll fall to the floor and it'll wake you up and it's waking you up right out of that hypnagogic state where you're, it's so vivid. Like you're halfway between awake and asleep. So you're, it's really easy to recall it. Cause you were literally just there. You just woke up in the middle of it. And generally your mind is packed full of like wild images that, you know, you can use for artwork. So I've done that before too, just for artwork ideas. Yeah. 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 And, um, and yes, I think that you know, when you get to that slight halfway asleep, halfway dreaming or halfway awake. When you're at that halfway point, that's when I'll oftentimes come up with, you know, a great idea for a new painting or, oh, just the, the big ideas that yeah. are, are brewing um, often come at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. I love that. I love that yeah. state, that in-between yeah, world state. Yeah. Do we call it the key method or do we call it, we could just call it Salvador Dali's method. Yeah. I think I just called it that, but that's probably not what it's called. <laughs> I think it's the, probably the key method is probably what it is. <laughs> I think Dali is clearer though. We'll go with yours. We'll okay. go with yours. So great. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're already at my last question. What? I'll have to come up with more questions now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a book on symbols. What's your favorite symbol and why? I think my favorite symbol has to be a rainbow. Um, it's a very, like, to my family, it's a very special symbol because rainbows tend to show up right after a loved one passes away. Um, when my grandma passed away, it was many years ago now, but it was in December. She passed away on Christmas day and it was a sunny day, no clouds in the sky, just a bright blue sky. And there was a double rainbow in December, like, like no weather going on whatsoever. It was a very clear message to my whole family. Like, wow, you know, she's okay. She'll be Mm -hmm. fine. She's just in a different form now. And when my grandpa passed away, My mom and I were in her living room putting together like a photo board for his uh, funeral. And she stopped what she was doing. She looked outside and she's like, oh my gosh, come here right now. You got to look at this. There was a mini rainbow, mini rainbow just in her yard, just in her front yard. It started and ended in her front yard. I have never seen, I never even heard of anything like that, let alone seen it before since or before that. Like it was wild. (laughs) So that was another extremely clear sign, you know, like that's, that's from grandpa. That has to be from grandpa. That is like just wild. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, the rainbow is definitely, it's gotta be my favorite symbol. You know, it signifies new beginnings and the calm after a storm. And I love, I've always loved the song rainbow connection and mm-hmm. it is a very dreamy song. It actually kind of ties into dreaming. If you listen to the lyrics of that song and it's just a song about like belief in what can happen when we dare to dream. So there's, uh, there's lyrics in this song. They go, who said that every wish would be heard and answered when wished on the morning star, somebody thought of that and someone believed it. Look what it's done so far. So that phrase is basically just saying it's all about the power of belief. Somebody came up with this idea and the only thing that mattered was that everyone believed it. So I, I just love, I just love what this song <laughs> talks about. Yeah. And then there's that one other line in this song kind of ties into what we were just talking about with that half awake, half asleep phase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, have you been half asleep and have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. And, you know, so have I, <laughs> so have I in that hypnagogic zone. So yeah, long answer to your short question, rainbows. <laughs> rainbows are awesome. Great. Well, yeah. Well, any other final thoughts for my listeners? Um, you know, our theme is always transformation and ways we can transform our lives. I don't know if mm-hmm. you have any inspired thoughts. Yeah, I think as like a last final note to the listeners, I would say that if you want to start transforming your life through dream work, the best thing to do would be, you know, obviously keep a dream journal. And mm-hmm. don't forget that we also dream while we're awake. We don't stop dreaming just when we go to sleep. So mm-hmm. when you start paying attention to like signs and synchronicities going on around you in the world while you're awake, life becomes much more dreamlike and much more moldable. And, you know, you can start to work with it in a much more meaningful way. So mm-hmm. once you really get into dream work and start basically living with one foot in each world, you know, while you're asleep and while you're awake, like the whole world can open up for you. I can't stress how, how much dream work can really help you transform your life. Mm. That would be my final, my final thought. (laughs) Yay. Great. Well, thanks Lisa so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. (laughs) This concludes the studio alchemy podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.